Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris, and we are broadcasting from makeshift studios in the shadow of South Central Virginia. You can follow the show on Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. Email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. If you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it, and it helps people to find the show. Folks, welcome back. Right at the start of the show this week, of course, you know, if you've been paying attention that we lost the Iron Sheik this past week and just one of the great characters of the last half of the 20th century and going into the 21st century, fantastic wrestler. Of course, a lot of times the character and the persona and everything that was happening with him and in his personal life took over. But if you get at the core, you had a great wrestler and you had the perfect person to do that transition from Bob Backlund to Hulk Hogan to start off the era of Hulkamania. So our best wishes and condolences go out to his friends and family and fans of the Iron Sheik. Today, we look at SummerSlam 2016 from the WWE. SummerSlam 2016 was shown on pay-per-view and on the WWE Network on August the 21st, 2016 from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. There were 15,974 in attendance. We start out with our WWE intro, then our SummerSlam intro. Michael Cole welcomes us to SummerSlam. He will call the Raw matches with Corey Graves and Byron Saxton. Enzo and Big Cass come out. That's as good of a way as any to get the crowd going, I guess. The crowd says their whole spiel along with them, and as always, it goes on way too long. We get Enzo and Cass versus Jericho, Chris Jericho, and Kevin Owens. Jericho finally comes out to end my long national nightmare. The Spanish announce team is introduced. Jericho and Owens attack Enzo as soon as the bell rings, and that's a good strategy. Owens gets out, and Jericho continues the assault on Enzo. A stupid idiot chant goes out towards Jericho and he welcomes it. The man knows how to play the heel. I will give him that. Enzo comes back with a crossbody to Jericho. He gets a two count after a forearm. Cass tagged in. And he comes over and throws Owens into the ring after Owens tagged in. Back and forth in a corner. Cass with a slam and Enzo tag back in. And Cass slams Enzo down on Owens and I will give Enzo and Cass credit. They do moves like that better than any team that I have ever seen. Owens with a knee and Jericho tag back in and he sells for Enzo. Jericho knows how to sell to make others look good. Look at me giving compliments away like Tic Tacs. Both Jericho and Owens get some double team moves and roll to the outside where Cass launches Enzo onto them. The crowd loves that move. Back in the ring, Owens distracts Enzo for Jericho to take over on Enzo. Jericho and Owens double teaming Enzo and Owens mocks Enzo's little dance strut that he does. Owens tagged in and hit Enzo with a brutal looking chop. He gets Enzo down in the corner and Jericho tagged in. He gets Enzo down and gets a headlock on and the crowd tries to support Enzo by cheering him on. Enzo tries to go for a jawbreaker to no avail. Jericho in control, but only gets a two count after a drop kick. Of the four men in the ring, only Owens is still with the WWE. 
Owens tagged in and hits a gut buster and a senton to Enzo. Owens has really made me a fan with his work. Enzo in the heels corner and trying to fight out. Enzo keeps fighting the heels off, but they keep grabbing him to prevent the tag. It spills to the outside. Enzo hits Owens with an enziguri, but Jericho intercepts Enzo just as he was about to tag Cass in. Jericho knocks Cass off the apron, and Owens tagged in. Owens hits the frog splash and gets a two count. Owens gets Enzo in a corner and starts slapping him, and Owens is pissed off. Owens goes for the cannonball, but Enzo moves out of the way. Both Cass and Jericho tagged in. Cass cleaning house with a series of shoulder tackles to, to Jericho and Owens. Cass hits the Empire elbow on Jericho. Jericho gets his boots up on the charge. Cass throws Jericho over the top rope, but Jericho lands on the apron and Cass catches Jericho with a big boot as Jericho comes off. Enzo tagged in and goes for their version of the rocket launcher, but Owens prevents it by grabbing Enzo's leg. Cass and Owens fighting on the outside. Cass driven into a ring post. Owens then cannonballs Cass. Jericho goes for a superplex, but Enzo pushes him off. Enzo hits the DDG on Jericho, but Owens breaks up the pin. Owens backdrops Enzo into a code breaker, and Jericho gets the pin. Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan are shown talking in the back. They run into Mick Foley. They talk about both Raw and SmackDown being the dominant show, and each thinks their brand is the best. They get interrupted by Jon Stewart and his son. Stewart asks Foley how he could work with Stephanie McMahon, and Foley says that she's misunderstood. Stewart goes off on Stephanie and she shows up behind him and says she doesn't appreciate the accusations. She then says, what good is power if you can't abuse it? They get interrupted by the New Day. They say that they should all remember the power of positivity. Flashbacks to what led up to the Women's Championship match. WWE Women's Championship match, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair. Dana Brooke is barred from ringside. Banks is extremely popular with the crowd when she comes out. The announcers talk about the history that Banks has in the Barclays Center with her battle with Bayley in NXT. Banks looks to end the match early with the bank statement out of the gate, but Flair rolls to the outside. Banks tells her she can catch her with that at any time. These two work well together. They keep countering each other. Banks jumps up and grabs Flair by the head with Banks' legs while Banks was holding onto the top rope and Banks drives Flair into the turnbuckle with her legs. That was an awesome move. Flair responds by getting Banks flat on the top rope and choking Banks for a three count, and both wrestlers going all out in this match. Flair grabs Banks and drives her down on the ropes, and then Banks crashes down to the mat, and that looked painful to me. The crowd even went quiet on that, and the referee is checking Banks out. They do some awkward spots, but don't hit them all the way, and I don't know if Banks was actually hurt, but it was definitely throwing their momentum off. Flair can't get the pin, though. Banks comes back with several shots to Flair, and maybe they can get this thing back on track now. Flair catches Banks on a charge and hits the backbreaker and then slams Banks down on the mat. Flair keeps up the assault on Banks. Flair concentrating on the back, but can't get the pin, and Banks won't give up. Flair goes for a superplex. Banks counters into a head scissors, but Flair rolls through and goes for the figure eight, but Banks kicking Flair away. Flair hip tosses Bank into the tree of woe. Banks climbs up to try to get out, and Flair starts pounding on Banks' back. Flair naturally adapts to every situation. Flair goes for a razor's edge from the top rope, and Banks counters into a hurricane run, and the crowd comes to life for that one. And I can't blame them because that was an awesome move. The crowd does a standing ovation that I will go along with. They chant, holy shit. They then start a this is wrestling chant that I'm sure Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn hated because they hate the word wrestling. Back and forth in the center of the ring. The referee puts his gloves on it, so one of the women must be bleeding, but I can't see it yet. 
Flair goes to drive her shoulder into Banks in the corner, but Banks jumps up and Flair hits the corner post with her shoulder. Banks locks on a Boston Crab on the ropes. She breaks on the four count. Banks then uses her knees to drive Flair down to the mat and Banks gets a two count. A This Is Awesome chant goes out as you can see that there is a small cut opened up near one of Flair's elbows. Banks knocks Flair off the apron to the floor and delivers double knees to Flair on the floor from the turnbuckle and both women going all out here. Banks rolls Flair back in and gets a two count. Banks goes for the backstabber, but her back goes out. Flair goes for natural selection, but Banks counters into the crossface. Flair goes for the ropes, but Banks uses the ropes to push them back to the center of the ring, and Flair is able to scramble away from Banks. Flair coming back with a series of moves to Banks, focusing on the knees of Banks. Flair hits natural selection and only gets a two count, and Flair can't believe it. Flair argues briefly with the referee before going for another cover and gets another two count. She keeps getting two counts, but I like the fact that she at least tries for multiple covers. She gets Banks up and knocks her to the mat with a forearm, while screaming, I'm better than you, and that's my title. Flair with an Irish whip and a tilted whirl that Banks turns into the bank statement halfway through. The crowd comes to life on that. Flair twists backwards and actually pins Banks' shoulders down to the mat for a three count to regain the title, and everyone in the crowd looks stunned. Flair rolls out of the ring, gets the title, and holds it up for the crowd to boo her, and she has that aspect of her father's career in style down pat. Banks still looking stunned in the ring. Other referees come to check on Banks as they show a replay of the finish. Flair mocking Banks and the fans as she walks up the aisle. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are in the back with specimen jars and they have lab coats on, but I don't care about this. My give a damn is busted. AJ Styles comes in and they do their we went to Japan hand gesture. They say they're all going to win and then turn around and Finn Balor is there. They do the we went to Japan hand gesture towards him, but he leaves them hanging. I feel dumber for having watched that. Mara Ronaldo, JBL, and David Otunga welcome us to SummerSlam. They are calling the SmackDown matches. WWE Intercontinental Championship match. The Miz with Maurice versus Apollo Crews. Miz and Maurice out first, and when I saw Maurice, I dropped my pen. That Miz is a lucky guy. They show what happened between Miz and Crews on SmackDown. Miz attacks Crews as soon as the bell rings. All Miz to begin, and then Crews coming back. Miz with a DDT for a two count. They go back and forth as the announcers go over the credentials of both wrestlers. Miz brings Creed to the outside, but the crowd seems dead for this one after the excitement and the conclusion of the last match. Miz beats on Cruz some before throwing him back in, and Miz has some fans in the crowd. Miz goes up top, but gets hit with a drop kick from Cruz as he comes off. It was an impressive move, but again, nothing from the crowd. Back and forth in the center of the ring. Mauro Ronaldo calls Cruz doing a stinger splash into the corner. Cruz follows that up with the angle slam for a two count, although they don't call it the angle slam. Cruz blocks the SCF and comes back with an enziguri. He follows it up with a standing backflip, but Miz gets his knees up and again goes for the skull-crushing finale, only for Cruz to counter it into a side press for a two count. They are kicking it up a notch, but the crowd's still not into the match. The two going back and forth in a very even-paced match with neither man gaining the upper hand for very long. Cruz with the overhead belly-to-belly -belly suplex and the standing moonsault for a two-count, and he just can't seem to put the Miz away. They talk about Pat Patterson being backstage and being the first Intercontinental Champion, and then him winning the title in Rio de Janeiro in a tournament final against Johnny Rods. I'm going to have to leave here, folks, and go put my boots on because the BS is getting deep in here. Cruz picks Miz up, and Miz scrambles to the outside and goes to leave. But Cruz follows him out 
and throws Miz back into the ring. Maurice momentarily distracts Cruz as he was getting back in to give Miz the advantage temporarily. Cruz rolls through a pen attempt to get a two count. Miz ducks another stinger splash and hits the skull-crushing finale to get the pin. The crowd is very apathetic, so they have that going for them, I guess. Flashback to the history that has gone down between John Cena and AJ Styles. AJ Styles versus John Cena. Styles out first. He has his share of fans in the crowd. Cena comes out and he has both very vocal fans and a part of the crowd that chants John Cena sucks at him. He soaks it in, though, and doesn't let it deter him. Ronaldo says it's John Cena's 13th SummerSlam, tying Triple H for second place for most SummerSlams behind The Undertaker. Unlike the last match, the crowd is into this one big time. There are loud dueling chants going out. The bell rings. They battle for position. They go back and forth as the announcers run down some of Styles' accomplishments outside of WWE. They have counters for each other's moves. Dueling chants go out again. Styles hits a dropkick and gets on the turnbuckle to celebrate. This match is a long way from over, however. I must say that if I were able to get up and hit a dropkick like that, I would immediately retire from wrestling because that would be the best that I could ever do because I have a thimble of athletic ability. Cena comes back with a right hand to Styles. He follows that up with a corner whip and Styles hits the corner chest first and falls to the ground. That looked painful to me and I'm seven years removed from it. JBL quotes Mike Tyson saying everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. Cena with another corner whip and Styles hits the corner with his back this time and falls to the mat. Cena says it's not all smiles. Sometimes you have to get serious as he hits Styles with another right hand. Styles out to the apron and the fans start with John Cena sucks. Cena out to the apron and grabs Styles. He goes for an AA and Styles has gotten very good at hitting Cena with elbows to get out of that move since this is the third pay-per-view in a row where I've seen it. Styles with a suplex on the apron and Morrow calls it the hardest part of the ring so take a shot if you're drinking at home. JBL says Cena's got a part of his foot caught in the ropes as he took the suplex. He reverses an Irish whip and hits a backdrop for a one count. Cena with a headlock. Styles gets away and Cena hits a dropkick and now we are tied in the dropkick department. Cena gets a two count. Cena trying to string a series of moves together as the dueling chance start again. Styles down and Cena headbutts him as he tries to get back up. It's uncommon that you see a headbutt from Cena. Styles comes back with a series of moves to knock Cena down and this has been an even paced match so far. Cena comes back with a slam to Styles. You can't see me. Five knuckle shuffle. He goes for the AA, but Styles lands on his feet and hits Cena with a Pele kick. Styles hits the Styles clash. He gets the two count, and that was a great series of moves. AA by Cena out of nowhere, and he gets a close two count. Both wrestlers going hard in this match. Cena puts Styles up on the top rope and goes for another AA, but Styles comes back with elbows and tries to powerbomb Cena. But Cena holds on to the rope, so Styles pivots to the torture rack. And you hope that this SummerSlam is better for Styles than SummerSlam 93 was for Lex Luger. Styles transitions to a spin-out powerbomb, but again only gets a two-count. Cena comes back with a catapult to Styles and a cutter, but only gets a two-count, and both men appear to be frustrated that they can't put the other away. Back and forth, and both wrestlers looking for a quick move that would stun their opponents long enough for a three-count. Styles hits an AA on Cena, but only gets a two-count. The crowd loved that he did that. Otunga says it looks like Cena's neck is hurt as Styles brought Cena down on Styles' knee when he did the AA. Styles out and does the springboard 450 splash, but Cena moves out of the way. He then hits a code red on Styles for a two count. Styles with a German suplex and a face buster, and he seems to be going all out to get the win. Another two count. Both men down and both look exhausted. Styles out to the apron going for the springboard to hit the phenomenal forearm. 
but Cena catches him and goes for the STF. Styles reverses the move and the crowd is loving this match and I am too. This is the match of the night so far. Cena using raw strength to lift Styles up and to get him on Cena's shoulders. Styles twists around looking for the calf crusher. Cena goes for the ropes, but Styles turns him to keep Cena away from the ropes. Cena powers out and goes back to the STF and the crowd is going crazy over each move in reversal. Styles reverses and gets Cena down for a two count. Another Pele kick by Styles knocks Cena down to his knees. Cena up to the second rope and catches Styles with a tornado DDT. He gets a two count. Both wrestlers down so the crowd plays dueling chance again. Cena goes up and hits Styles with a top rope leg drop. He gets another two count. Cena puts Styles on the top rope and goes for the AA again. But Styles brings out the elbows like he's making macaroni to get out of the move. Styles hits a top rope Frankensteiner to Cena and the crowd pop for that move. Styles out to the apron and hits a phenomenal forearm and covers Cena, who kicks out at two, and the crowd can't believe it and neither can I, frankly. Styles wondering what he has to do to put Cena away. Styles goes to pick Cena up, and Cena grabs Styles looking for the AA, and that means it's time for the robo elbows from Styles. Styles kicks Cena's legs, and Cena comes back with a clothesline, and I don't see how both men are still going at it by this point in the match. I would be sucking oxygen like Secretariat going down the stretch. Cena grabs Styles and goes back towards the top rope looking for the Super AA off the top rope. Styles with the robo elbows again, but Cena holds on and hits the AA off the top rope. He only gets a two count, and now the crowd doesn't know what to think about this match. They are emotionally invested at this point. The crowd doing the Daniel Bryan yes point and chant. Cena looks shot that Styles kicked out. They are on opposite sides of the ring as Cena looks at Styles trying to use the ropes to get back to his feet. Cena gets Styles up for the AA, but Styles comes down on his feet and hits the Styles Clash. As Cena gets back to his feet, Styles rolls out to the apron, takes his forearm pad off, and hits the phenomenal forearm and pins Cena. This has been the match of the night so far. Referee Charles Robinson holds Styles' arm up, and Styles is bleeding from the mouth. Styles goes up the ramp, as Cena is shown just sitting in the middle of the ring. Cena takes off his never-give-up armband, kisses it, and leaves it in the ring. He gets a standing ovation as he leaves the ring. He salutes the ring as he gets to the top of the ramp. WWE Network ad. A feature on the Cricket Wireless SummerSlam sweepstakes winners. John Stewart is introduced. He says that last match was epic. He says he has been asked by the New Day to, to take Big E's place. He brings New Day out. They show the attack on Big E by Anderson and Gallows. WWE Tag Team Championship match. The New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods with Jon Stewart versus Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Anderson and Gallows come out with their lab coats and specimen jars again. I'm guessing based on context clues that these jars are where they collect their opponent's balls. The jars get progressively smaller, including one tiny one that they bring out for Jon Stewart. I feel dumber having written that down in my notes. Kingston and Anderson start and Anderson with the early advantage. New Day at this point has been the tag champions for 364 days as Kingston comes back with a back elbow. They go back and forth in a corner. The crowd tries to get behind the New Day as Anderson hits a corner whip and a monkey flip. But Kingston lands on his feet. He comes back with a drop kick to Anderson to get the two count. The crowd is into this match, but they are drained from the previous match so they are quieter than usual. Woods tagged in and the New Day do some double teaming moves to Anderson. Woods can only get a one count. Anderson drives Woods over to the corner and Gallows tagged in. Woods with some quick moves to knock Gallows down and Kingston tagged in. New Day do the unicorn stampede stomps to Gallows in the corner. New Day with quick tags and strikes to Gallows to drive him out of the ring. Kingston goes out and throws Gallows back in the ring. 
Kingston goes up top, but Anderson distracts him long enough for Gallows to hit Kingston with a big boot. Anderson tagged in to continue the assault on Kingston. He hits some big moves on Kingston, but can't get the three count. Gallows tagged in. He keeps pushing Kingston down and calls him garbage. Kingston tries to fight back, but Gallows knocks him down with the right hand. Kingston moves to avoid a splash from Gallows. This is a perfectly serviceable match, but it's like all the excitement and energy has been sucked from the crowd. Both Anderson and Woods tagged in, back and forth in the ring. Woods gets Anderson down and drop kicks Anderson in the spine to get a two count. Woods then hits an enziguri, goes up top, comes out on the ropes, and hits an elbow drop to Anderson. That was an awesome move, but he only gets a two count. The announcers say shades of the Macho Man there, and Woods is wearing Iron Sheik-inspired boots. Rest in peace, Shiggy. Woods is climbing the charts of some of my favorite wrestlers here. Back and forth, and Kingston tagged in. He hits a double stomp on Anderson and covers, but Gallows breaks up the pen attempt. Anderson and Gallows take out and double-team Kingston. They hit the Magic Killer on Kingston. John Stewart comes in and tells Gallows and Anderson to stop. They head towards him, and he does the We've Been to Japan hand gesture to them, and they don't seem impressed. Woods comes in to save Stewart, but gets hit with a spine buster by Anderson. They menace Stewart again, and he says one second and tucks his shirt in, recalling something he said earlier about regretting not doing that the year prior when hit with the AA from John Cena. I'll admit I laughed at that. Anderson and Gallows grab Stewart by the legs and go to post him like they did Big E. The crowd starts the Daniel Bryan point and yes chant. No Daily Show fans in the audience, I see. They go to do it, and Big E comes out to stop it, and Big E gets a huge reaction. He takes out Anderson and Gallows. The bell rings. Anderson and Gallows win by DQ, but the New Day retain the tag titles. A New Day Rocks chant goes out. Biggie goes over to his specimen jar, drinks from it, and then spits the liquid into the air. I could have done without that, to be honest with you, but whatever. New Day and Stewart then celebrate in the ring, feature on what has happened between Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler. WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler out first, and he has his supporters in the crowd. Ambrose out, and he has his fans as well. Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan in the ring as well. And they and the referee are having trouble keeping Ambrose and Ziggler away from each other as Greg Hamilton makes the ring introductions. The bell rings, and Ambrose looks like he wants to play with Ziggler, but Ziggler looks all business. This is Ziggler's 50th pay-per-view match. They go back and forth, each of them looking to gain the upper hand. Moves and counters to each other, and Ambrose finally slaps Ziggler. Ziggler attacks Ambrose. He drives Ambrose into the ropes and Ambrose kicks Ziggler in the midsection. Intense match so far. Ziggler comes back with a series of moves and goes for a neck breaker, but Ambrose pushes off and rolls to the outside. Ziggler comes out after Ambrose and splashes Ambrose on the barricade. Ziggler then hits the neck breaker on Ambrose on the outside. Ziggler throws Ambrose back in the ring. Ziggler gets back in the ring and Ambrose tries to go for dirty deeds, but Ziggler pushes away. Ziggler goes for a DDT. But Ambrose dumps him to the outside. Ziggler lands hard. Ambrose comes out and grabs Ziggler and runs him into the ring steps, or more accurately, walks Ziggler over to the ring steps and puts his head on them. It wasn't violent looking by any means. It was just weird looking. He does it again and looks better this time, so if at first you don't succeed, I guess. Both get back in the ring and Ambrose puts Ziggler on the top rope and hits a butterfly suplex for a two count. Ambrose on the offense, but it looks like he is just going through the motions. He has a lazy look on his face. Ambrose with a single leg crab, but Ziggler powers out and reverses it into a cover for a one count. Back and forth. 
Amber's trying to look like a lunatic, and I put that in quotes because he is acting like someone who had a friend see The Dark Knight and then came back and described Heath Ledger's performance to Ambrose, but Ambrose didn't see the movie himself. How's that for a simile? Ambrose climbs up top and dives off only to get hit with a drop kick in midair by Ziggler, and the announcers loudly pop for that one, and I don't blame them because it was an awesome move. Ambrose then avoids a follow-up superkick by Ziggler and hits a facebuster to Ziggler. He gets a two-count. Ambrose argues with the referee about the count instead of going for the cover or doing another move to Ziggler. He then bends down and says something to Ziggler and slaps him. Why doesn't he do a move? This is very frustrating for me. Ambrose goes to, to the corner and starts stomping like Ziggler or Shawn Michaels setting up for Sweet Chin music, but I believe he thinks he looks cool, but Mick Foley is do love look cooler doing that move than Ambrose. He starts beating his foot faster and faster and the announcers say he's mocking Ziggler, but now he looks like Ernest T. Bass from the Andy Griffith Show, another passion of mine. Ambrose goes to do dirty deeds, but Ziggler slips out and slaps Ambrose and throws him out of the ring and it's obvious that Ziggler doesn't believe that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Ambrose lands on his feet and comes back in, only to get planted with a DDT from Ziggler who immediately covers and gets a two count, and there are some boos in the crowd when Ambrose kicks out. Both men down and struggling to get back to their feet. They do get back to their feet and are exchanging shots. They each block some shots and Ziggler goes for the Famouser. Ambrose blocks it and rolls Ziggler up for a two count. The crowd seemed very subdued for this match. Ambrose rushes Ziggler, who sidesteps Ambrose and pushes him shoulder first into the corner post. Ziggler hits the Famouser and Ambrose kicks out. Ziggler can't believe it and neither can I. God forbid one of the best wrestlers and performers in the WWE get a push. That might cause people to be interested again. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox. I don't know who keeps bringing that thing out and setting it up for me. Back and forth in the center of the ring. Double crossbody attempt and both men down and it hit so hard that the referee is checking on them. And Ronaldo says there's a malfunction at the junction. Ambrose with punches and chops to Ziggler. He then hits a couple of running clothesline and Ziggler reverses an Irish whip. And Ambrose comes back with a clothesline to Ziggler. Ambrose with a clothesline and a bulldog, and it looks like he's setting up for dirty deeds. Ambrose with a flying elbow for another two count. Ambrose then gyrates his hip like Rick Rude, and now I'm scarred for life because that's something you can't unsee, folks. Ziggler hits a low blow and jumps on Ambrose's back with a sleeper on Ambrose. Ambrose runs himself into the outside between the ropes in order to get Ziggler off, and now both men are on the floor. A double count going. Both men up and Ziggler hits Ambrose with a super kick that drives Ambrose up on the barricade. Ziggler grabs Ambrose and throws him into the ring. He gets another two count. Ziggler wondering what he has to do to put Ambrose away. Ambrose blocks a super kick attempt and goes for dirty deeds. But Ziggler counters with the zigzag. The crowd excited, but Ziggler only gets a two count. Ziggler jumps on Ambrose's back and gets a leg grapevine and a sleeper on Ambrose. And Ziggler seems pissed. Ambrose gets back to his feet. But it looked like Ziggler had to let go of the leg grapevine because Ambrose didn't know how to get out of it. Both men back to their feet and do a little back and forth and Ambrose hits a clothesline. Ambrose goes back up top. No doubt he has never heard of insanity and doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Ziggler hits the ropes and Ambrose crotches himself on the top rope. Ronaldo says Ambrose just had his egg scrambled on the top turnbuckle. I laughed. Poor Renee Young though. Ziggler looking for the superplex but Ambrose trying to fight him off. Ambrose with the headbutt to knock Ziggler off. And now is the time for Ambrose to capitalize and try to end this thing. Ambrose hesitates though. And Ziggler jumps up top. 
and Ambrose holds onto the ring post with both arms trying to avoid coming off the top rope. Ziggler grabs Ambrose and goes off the top, and both men land on their feet, and Ambrose hits Dirty Deeds and gets the pin. He gets some cheers, but not everyone is happy with the results. Highlights of WWE superstars promoting SummerSlam on different shows. Six-woman tag Naomi, Carmella, and Becky Lynch versus Natalya, Alexa Bliss, and Eva Marie. Naomi out first and you can see her entrance from space and they are inside a closed building. An announcement says Eva Marie is suffering from exhaustion and is on vacation. Her replacement is Nikki Bella. The crowd loves this announcement. Bliss and Lynch start and Bliss tries to go for the quick roll up. Back and forth. The crowd is even less into this match. Six person tag matches are always tough to watch. Lynch hits a flapjack and gets a front face lock. Naomi and Natalia both tagged in. And these multi-person tags are always rough because everyone always seems to be trying to get their stuff in. Naomi and Natalia go back and forth, each hitting some impressive moves on her opponent. The crowd just doesn't seem to care though. Carmella tagged in. She is fired up because this is not far from where she grew up. Bliss distracts Carmella and Natalia takes over. Nikki tagged in and the crowd finally comes to life. They had been waiting for her. I'm not sure the WWE wanted that as she is on the heel side, but the crowd is channeling Cartman from South Park with whatever, whatever, I do what I want. Nikki with a rear chin lock on Carmella and Lynch and Naomi trying to get the crowd into this match by clapping, but they are having a hard time getting the crowd to respond. Nikki hits a pretty good looking spine buster, and you can color me impressed as Morrow talks about women winning gold medals in the Olympics that were going on at the time. That came out of nowhere. Must be some NBC Universal tie-in. It seemed weird to me for him to bring it up out of nowhere like that. Nikki only gets a two count from the spine buster. Nikki throws Carmella into the heels corner, props her foot in Carmella's face, and Bliss tagged in. Carmella coming back, but Bliss grabs her to prevent her from making the tag. Bliss looked like she was going for a move and completely whiffed it, but then immediately did a back press for two count, and that was a nice cover if the first part was a mistake. I'll give her that. Natalia tagged in. Heels are effective so far in this match. Natalia goes Naomi in the ring so that the heels can double and triple team Carmella in the ring. Natalia with a modified stretch. Carmella hip tosses her way out, but is still a long ways away from her corner. Natalia cuts her off again and brings Carmella back to the heels corner. Natalia choking Carmella for the three count, and as the referee drags Natalia away, Carmella elbows Bliss and Nikki off the apron and starts to fight back against Natalia. Lynch finally tagged in and hit Natalia to little fanfare. Two things. One, the crowd is drained. And two, this would be totally different reaction today. Lynch hits some back exploders and springboard sidekicks to the heels. The crowd did like that move. I'm just worried it's too little too late. Beck exploded to Natalia in a cover, but Bliss starts to come in and Lynch grabs her and throws her out. And Natalia comes from behind to roll Lynch up and get a two count. Lynch with a guillotine leg drop from the top, but Nikki cuts off the pen attempt. Bliss tagged in. Naomi also tagged in and hits Bliss with a springboard crossbody. Naomi misses a split leg moonsault. Nikki in against Naomi. Carmella tagged in. She hits a super kick and a Bronco Buster on Nikki, and now all six women in the ring. The four not legal get taken out. First the faces by the heels, and then the heels are taken out by a drop kick from Carmella. And as she turns around, Nikki hits her with a brutal looking running forearm. Nikki then hits a TKO to get the pin. She gets some cheers when she wins. We get a tap out gear commercial. Wale is shown in the crowd. Flashback to what has transpired between Rusev and Roman Reigns. Maria Menounos interviews Rusev and Lana. They say Roman humiliated her, but Rusev will take care of him. Highlight package of Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. Universal Championship Tournament Final. 
Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. The Universal Championship is shown. Stephanie McMahon and Mick Foley at ringside to see the match. Rollins out first. The international announced teams are introduced. Balor comes out in his demon persona. The crowd is into his entrance. Rollins outside as Balor comes in and then Rollins finally comes in. They get just about equal cheers with Balor having probably just a little more support. Balor comes out hot, but Rollins rolls out of the ring before Balor can hit the coup de grace. Balor then launches himself onto Rollins with a suicide dive. Balor throws Rollins back in, and Rollins coming back on Balor with some shots, and these two seem to want to set a fast pace for this match. Balor concentrating on Rollins' legs, and Rollins trying to keep Balor away. Rollins rolls to the outside, and as Balor comes out to the apron, Rollins sweeps Balor's legs, and Balor lands hard on the apron. Rollins keeps up the offense on Balor by attacking him and throwing Balor into the timekeeper's area. Balor pops up from behind the timekeeper's area like he is a 1980s horror movie and hits a forearm to Rollins from the barricade. Rollins thrown back into the ring, but starts attacking Balor as Balor gets in the ring. Back and forth in the center of the ring as both men are seeking an advantage. Balor with a leg lock on Rollins, who tries to crawl towards the ropes. Balor tries to go for a bow and arrow, but Rollins refusing to go up for it, so Balor just stomps down on Rollins' legs. Rollins kicks Balor away as the announcers talk about the injury that kept Rollins out of action for so long. Both wrestlers with moves to each other, as well as counters. Rollins on the floor and grabs Balor and launches him with a power bomb to the barricade. He throws Balor back in the ring, but only gets a two count. His strategy is sound, but Rollins can't close the deal. He then beats and kicks Balor's down in the corner. A backbreaker by Rollins gets another two count. Rollins with a rear chin lock. Balor trying to get back to his feet and get some offense in because he has been on defense too long. Rollins with another two count. The crowd has been vocal with chants all through the match, but I haven't understood one of the chants yet. Back and forth. Rollins gets Balor in the corner and slaps him and says, Stay down. Demon King or not doesn't matter to me. You didn't see that in the 80s horror film. Rollins with a snapmare and a kick and then Rollins asks to the crowd, Who's the man? Me? I would have gone for a cover and maybe get the pin and the title to show that I was the man instead of simply proclaiming it. Rollins with a series of moves and goes back to the chin lock and beating Balor in the head. That must be Rollins' strategy to counter Balor going after Rollins' legs. Rollins gets a leg vice and a sleeper on Balor. That is an effective move. He knocks out Balor and he becomes champion. Balor comes back with elbows to Rollins' knee both trying to break the hold and concentrate on the legs of Rollins. Effective move by Balor. Rollins briefly wraps his wrist tape around Balor's face and pulls back in a cross face since you can't be disqualified. He kicks Balor. Rollins follows up with a chop to Balor. Balor fighting back with forearms. Rollins throws Balor into a corner, hits a running clothesline, and then goes up top and hits a glancing knee to Balor. Rollins with momentum. He goes to the opposite corner and hits a splash that Michael Cole says was three quarters of the way across the ring. Color me impressed. He only gets a two count. Rollins follows up with a couple of short arm clotheslines, but he is wasting a lot of time between moves. Balor hits a DDT, but can he capitalize? Both men down on the mat. Balor with boots to a charging Rollins as let's go Balor, let's go Rollins, chance go out, and I can finally understand what they are saying. Yay me! Balor with a series of boos looking to regain the momentum. He keeps it up, finally hitting a dropkick that knocks Rollins out of the way. Balor out to the apron as Rollins gets up and catches Rollins with a knee to the face. Balor throws Rollins back into the ring and hits a sling blade. Rollins comes back with a drop kick. Balor counters a pedigree attempt with a backdrop. Rollins lands on his feet and hits a forearm. The pace is quickened tremendously here. Rollins with an enziguri and Balor responds with an overhead kick and both men are down. 
referee checking on both men. Balor with the dragon sleeper. Rollins lifts up and hits the knee only to get planted by Balor. Balor hits the 1916 but only gets another two count. Balor goes for the coup de grace, but Rollins moves out of the way and gets a triangle choke on Balor. And Balor puts Rollins' shoulders back and gets a two count before Rollins lifts his shoulder with the choke still on. Balor gets a foot on the rope, but there's no rope breaks. Rollins yells this to Balor and tells him to tap. Balor pulls himself to the apron and breaks the hold, but falls to the ground. Rollins rolls out after Balor. He throws Balor back in, and Balor goes back to the leg of Rollins with kicks. At least he is following his game plan. Rollins gets Balor and hits a buckle bomb and a kick to Balor. Another two count. Rollins yelling at Balor as Balor is making his way back to his feet, telling Balor that it is his ring. They exchange moves. Rollins with a small package driver for a two count. Rollins goes up top, but gets hit with a kick from Balor to knock Rollins to the floor. Balor with a running drop kick and then throws Rollins back into the ring. Balor with a double stomp to Rollins from the top rope for a two count. Balor goes back to the top. He goes for the coup de grace, but Rollins rolls out of the way and hits a pedigree. Another two count and the crowd can't believe that Balor kicked out, but they need to get their believers fixed. Rollins up top with the corkscrew. Balor moves out of the way. Rollins lands on his feet and Balor drives Rollins into the corner with a drop kick. Balor goes up top, but gets caught and Rollins hits a superplex, rolls through, goes for the pedigree, but Balor counters with a stomp and Balor drop kicks Rollins headfirst into the turnbuckle, then a drop kick into the other side. Balor goes up top and hits the coup de grace to get the pin and become the WWE Universal Champion. Balor gets the title, celebrating and goes over and hugs his parents in the front row. Renee Young and the pay-per-view kickoff panel talk about the night so far. We get a KFC commercial. United States Championship match. Rusev with Lana versus Roman Reigns. Rusev attacking Reigns as soon as he gets to the ring. It spills to the outside and Rusev runs Reigns into the ring steps as the referee tries to get them into the ring to start the match. Rusev then drives Reigns into the other ring steps. Rusev picks the steps up and hits Reigns with them. Rusev on the offense early, not giving Reigns the chance to recover. Rusev says it's for his wife, but Reigns throws Rusev into the timekeeper's area. That area is getting a lot of play tonight. Reigns with a Superman punch to Rusev as he goes to leave the timekeeper's area, and they say the match hasn't even started yet. Reigns goes into the timekeeper's area to attack Rusev. A group of officials come out to try to separate the two men to get into the ring. Rusev and Reigns fighting to get control of a chair to beat their opponent with. Rusev drops the chair as Reigns attacks him with a series of headbutts and punches. Reigns throws Rusev back to the ringside area. Reigns hits Rusev with a chair as Rusev rushes Reigns. Reigns hits Rusev again as the referee is still trying to separate the two wrestlers. They get them apart briefly before Reigns attacks Rusev again. They finally get Reigns back up the ramp as officials check on Rusev. So I believe this is ruled a no contest. They announce that the doctor has ruled that Rusev is unable to compete. Rusev tells the officials to get off of him and goes to walk back up the ramp but Reigns reappears and spears Rusev again. We get a Holy Foley commercial. We then get a preview of the main event. Main event, Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. Lesnar and Heyman out first. The announcer run down Lesnar's accomplishments. Heyman does his introduction of Lesnar. Orton out to a great ovation. The bell rings and they circle each other. Lesnar gets Orton in the corner and hits him with shoulders as Orton pounds on Lesnar's back to try to get Lesnar off. Lesnar goes for a suplex, but Orton holds onto the ropes and hits some elbows to Lesnar. He follows that up with a drop kick to knock Lesnar down, and this match will be quick and ugly, I'm predicting. Orton goes for the RKO, but Lesnar pushes off. Lesnar hits the first suplex on Orton. 
Morrow says that's the 33rd suplex that Lesnar has delivered at SummerSlam as the crowd chants Suplex City. Suplex number two. Orton up and kicking Lesnar away, but Lesnar overpowers Orton and pummels him in a corner. Suplex number three, and the crowd is counting along. Suplex number four. Lesnar goes back to the shoulders into Orton's midsection in the corner. Suplex number five. Orton struggling to get to his feet as an RKO chant goes out. Orton finally collapses to the mat. Suplex number six. Orton rolls to the outside and Lesnar follows him out and he is stalking Orton. Orton trying to fight back with a series of forearms. Lesnar picks Orton up and slams him on the SmackDown announce table. Orton falls over the barricade and lands in the crowd. Lesnar comes over and grabs Orton. He throws Orton back on his SmackDown announce table and it collapses. Morrow sounds like he is orgasmic as he says, Mama Mia. Lesnar throws Orton back in the ring and hits suplex number seven. Lesnar kicks Orton to the outside and starts tearing the Raw announce table apart. He then throws Orton on the table before climbing up on the table himself and picks Orton up. And when he does, Orton hits an RKO on Lesnar on the table. Orton gets back in the ring and Lesnar crawls back towards the ring. As he climbs through the ropes, Orton grabs him and does the ropes DDT. Orton goes into his Viper routine and the crowd is feeling this. He hits another RKO on Lesnar. He gets a close two count. Orton backs into the corner looking to hit the punt, only to get grabbed by Lesnar, who hits the F5 on Orton. Orton kicks out at two. Lesnar takes off his gloves. He starts pounding on Orton's head. He hits Orton until he bleeds. It looks like Orton is out. Referee Mike Kyoto pulls Lesnar off. Kyoto checks Orton and the blood is pouring off of Orton's forehead. Kyoto calls a medic into the ring and then puts his gloves on. Lesnar comes over and shoves the doctor out of the way and starts pounding on Orton again. They again get Lesnar away as more medical officials check on Orton. The bell finally rings. Lesnar wins by TKO. The medics try to stop the bleeding, but Lesnar jumps on Orton again and starts pounding him. Shane McMahon comes into the ring and confronts Lesnar, who responds by hitting McMahon with the F5, Heyman begging Lesnar to stop. Lesnar walks up the ramp as they sign off from Brooklyn. Following the event, Randy Orton received 10 staples to close a laceration on his forehead. Reportedly, there was also a backstage confrontation between Brock Lesnar and Chris Jericho. According to Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Jericho questioned WWE producer Michael Hayes about whether the finish was planned or not. After getting no response from Hayes, Jericho became angrier. Lesnar confronted Jericho and the two exchanged words and tangled up against a wall before Triple H and Vince McMahon broke up the situation with McMahon stating that the ending was planned. The following night on Raw, Finn Balor vacated the Universal Championship due to a shoulder injury incurred at SummerSlam. On the same night, General Manager Mick Foley scheduled a fatal four-way elimination match for next week's Raw to crown a new champion. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Big Cass, and Roman Reigns each qualified for the match by defeating Sami Zayn, Neville, Rusev, and Chris Jericho respectively. Owens subsequently won the WWE Universal Championship. Also on the post-match SummerSlam Raw, Sasha Banks was declared to be out of action due to an injury, reportedly up to two months. However, Charlotte's victory celebration was interrupted by Bayley, who was announced by Mick Foley as the Raw Women's Division's newest member. Final thoughts. An interesting show with some great matches. Recommended. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Harris. You can support the show at paypal.me slash cupofjoepod. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from the heart of Virginia. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.